The short game is listener-supported on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and join us on our Discord, head to theshortgame.net or patreon.com slash theshortgame. The Short Game, the show about short video games, games that respect your time. I'm Reagan Kelly, and I'm joined by The Boys. (laughs) Nate Heininger. What's up, Shane Nation? It's your boy, (laughs) Shane Kelly. Oh, what an off-putting opening. This is horrible. (laughs) You know, Laura's not on this episode, and so this is our our, uh, masculine combat platformer episode. Uh I'm here to talk about Badass robots. Yeah. Badass robots. Yikes. Yeah, that's where we were at. We're talking this week about Gravity Circuit. Yeah, it's not inspired by Mega Woman. <laughs> uh, so this is a game, that, believe it or not, I, I was... I, I heard this was really good. I, I, I read some like advanced reviews of it. I downloaded it the day it came out because people said this is a short game and like it's in a genre that I adore. It's got a lot of inspiration yeah. that I, I'm really into. Yep. And I bounced so hard off of this. I downloaded this the day it came out, bounced off of it and was like, mm, show's never covering this. And then Nate put it on the schedule. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. I guess I'll try it again. And I'm so glad I did this. This game whips ass. I loved it. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. We'll we'll talk about what that experience was like. But uh, Nate, tell us about Gravity Circuit. Yeah, I mean, there is arguably a fundamental flaw to this game that we will get into later. But I'm walking away from this game. Absolutely enjoying it. And um, I, I honestly, I would think the discord for um, for reiterating how good this game is, because uh, it had kind of flew by me i didn't even remember when it came out i didn't interact with it at all when it came out but there was a conversation uh relatively recently in the in the discord um from our patreon patreon.com slash uh the short game um good promo, good promo yeah always be plugging um and uh you know they're just talking about it's an action platformer um sort of a throwbacky thing to to maybe a mega man but with modern conveniences and and modern level design and, uh, you know, I, I love the games that we cover on this show. We, we, we play a lot of slower, artsy, narrative mm-hmm. type things. And sometimes I just want like a dumb platformer that is going to be hard, but I'm going to like really sink my teeth into the mechanics and, and, and get into it. And, um, you know, that's what this exactly what mm-hmm. this was pitched as. And uh, I'd say that delivered. It's hard, but it is uh, ultimately very, a very satisfying. This game. is a gamer's indie game. Like this is mm. truly, uh, it's for the boys. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> you, got, you, both it's, of you have got to stop saying that. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> so it really, it has all of the best elements of the SNES era 2D action platformer, um, and it including some of the things that I forgot could be good, which is why it was kind of an odd onboarding experience for me. I had that bounce off experience like you did Reagan. And it took me a little while to come around on this one, but the thing that works so well, I mean, obviously the, the combat and the um, traversal elements of the game are a little bit 
you know, Mega Man inspired, but also very kind of fluid. I think there's some, I forget what that thing is with, with you, name some games that have a grappling hook because that's the core thing. Well, I always think a hook champ, but I like, mm-hmm. we, we used to use the word uh, like wow moments a lot in games. Yeah. And I've said, mm-hmm. I've said a number of times that swinging is my favorite game mechanic. And so as soon as I discovered that you had, there was a grappling hook that could allow you to swing in this game, I'm like, Hell yeah. I think this game actually really tried. Mega Man is a good touchstone, but I think it tried to bring in like everybody's favorite platforming mechanics from the last like 20 years because there's the grappling hook. You can also um, Scrooge McDuck things, you know, or or, or, (laughs) or more modern strike. Yeah, you can it'd be like a shovel knight thing, right? Where you can you can you can do a downward strike that bounces you so you can you can uh scrooge mcduck your way across we, we love a mcduck dive bomb we love a mcduck dive i, I think what s- stood out to me first about this game is that it's uh it's i mean obviously this this has it's like wearing its influences and inspirations completely on its sleeve um it is super inspired by the mega man games both the 8 mm-hmm. and 16 bit games mainly mainly in that you in the structure of the game which is the game is based around you know it has it has that classic screen where you see mm-hmm. a list of robot bad guys to fight and you can yeah, pick stage select. the order in which yeah. you 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 do that um but the the thing about this that initially did not work for me until i had to get back into the right headspace is this is a game that does not let you kind of get comfortable with your kit and your and your setup um the the different mechanics in the levels are constantly changing every level is really different and um you also unlock a lot of different customizable abilities you have like a full-on loadout system for um for this shovel knight so Hmm. you know it's it there's a lot going on like right beneath the surface in this game and uh despite that the structure is still pretty much identical to something like Mega Man where it's like pick a level um there's probably levels that are going to be easier for you or hard for you um you might have to bounce around and figure out the right order to attack the levels at the end of every level you've got the robot boss and then you're going to unlock more abilities so visually it has a kind of an interesting hybrid approach where it is a color scheme out of 8 bit but it very clearly is kind of going for like 16 bit in terms of like sprite size yeah. and complexity and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really cool. I think this has a great look. It feels like retro while also feeling pretty modern and fresh. Yeah. Um, it has that retro structure like Shane was talking about. But the thing that surprised me most about it was like, obviously this is going for a Mega Man thing, but like, I'm not the biggest Mega Man fan in the world. I've played a number of Mega Man games. I don't know if I've ever actually completed 100% any Mega Man. I don't Man. think I I've have. played a lot yeah. of like two and three, but never mm-hmm. like all the way. To, I don't think I've ever killed Dr. Wily even a single time. But the thing that really surprised me here is that it, Mega Man's whole deal is usually like mostly you are the little guy with the Mega Buster. So you have a ranged weapon um, platforming around killing dudes who mostly are melee hitting you touching you with you know touching you to kill you this game is almost entirely the reverse you almost don't you don't have really any ranged weapons it's all uh melee the closest you have to a ranged weapon is your hook shot or like grappling hook thing um 
And, but a lot of the enemies have ranged weapons. A lot of the enemies are shooting at you and you need to be able to do things like swing in or grapple in and then take them out with a combo of punches, which I think is a really cool inversion. And I love the melee combat in this. It just mm-hmm. feels crunchy and mm-hmm. meaty and like it's got a little combo feel, you know, and the best thing about the melee combat is when you do get up on these enemies and you start you start landing punches on them. Uh, you kind of stun lock them. So yeah. you have to hit them a few times, like bam, bam, bam. Uh, but they're not like turning around and hitting you back. They're they're having fantastic little animations where they go, oh. Well, yeah. So, Reagan, real quick correction. There is a paint job that allows you to have essentially a ranged attack, but it's not like a gun in the same way that like a Mega Man is. But if you you can get a paint job where if you if you punch like repeatedly every other punch or so fires a like a bolt wait you know uh, the punt the so. wait the paint jobs change mm-hmm. your abilities yeah the paint yeah oh, yeah man, and i they... started finding paint job stuff and i was like i do not have time to just change the color of my guy <laughs> no it, it's up yeah the all of the systems um actually have wow. an impact on how your character it's extraordinarily plays. customizable i yeah, already really found a couple of paint jobs um but yeah there's there's several different ways you can customize uh uh, Kai, the gravity circuit. We should probably talk a second about. Oh my god, I want to talk about the story so bad, but we the, but, let's save yeah, that for later. See, what are the, all the ways you can customize him? Um, first, he has you have a uh, a loadout of up to three uh, chips that you can equip, and they provide different benefits. And that's probably the main customization. Yeah, yeah um, the the chips are where you're really starting to add in the um. You can switch out classic. Yeah, yeah, uh, th- but the chips are where you're really altering your move set in a way that I think really highlights the inspiration for this game from across all of platforming's history. So there, you know, there's a chip that gives you double jump. There's a chip that removes knockback. There's a chip that uh, allows you to convert energy into health, or vice versa. Like. You can and you can equip up to three of these, and they all cost uh, what look like Bitcoin. It's basically the symbol for Bitcoin. I I I'm, I don't know if that I have to imagine that wasn't uh, unintentional. Um, but I, I think it costs R because they are called rescue tokens. That's another cool thing about this. Is that, well, no, that's a different thing. Though. Different money. No, that's a different oh, wait, money. Wait, the, the the, res- the, you get you buy the chips with the rescue tokens. You, what are you them and about? money? You oh, need both. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, or, or mm-hmm. whatever the it's a B with a. I, you, oh, that's right. You know, I barely even thought about the money because you get so you get much so of much it of throughout it. the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have the chips that you unlock, and those unlock like I would say you know there's three of them and they are like fundamental pieces to your repertoire and you have you can actually save three different loadouts so if you like one kit you can save it and then you can do a different loadout and save that kit and in between levels you can switch between your you can your change loadouts. mid-level i didn't realize this until way too late in the game oh i didn't i, yeah, I beat you the can, game and i didn't realize i saw that. in the yeah. controls you can actually have a a button uh mapped on your controls to change the loadout yeah, oh my so God. you can you can set up loadouts. <laughs> you can customize your loadouts in the middle of a level. You just pause the game and do it. It's so I, funny. I didn't think that was possible, and then I I realized I was like, oh crap! Like you could just change this at any time. I I've been suffering through levels where I had the wrong loadout the entire game. That's really funny. Well, to be fair though, like for me at least, once I found a loadout that I liked, it never really crossed my mind to switch. Although 
Um, I imagine there's absolutely some optimization you can do because there's there are chips that do things like reduce hazard damage, which hazards are the um, mm-hmm. like the non enemy uh, damage, which is a ton. Um, and then there's chips that reduce uh, non hazard damage. damage. Right. And so uh, <laughs> knowing this now, I, I think probably the optimal play would do like double jump and hazard damage. Uh, during the platforming and then switch to something more ideal for fighting bosses or something like that. But mm-hmm. I ultimately found a loadout that just worked for me and I played the majority of the game in that same loadout. Um, the, the, after the chips, there's uh, what you had mentioned, Shane, there's actually abilities. So you have a um, y- your primary abilities are just punch, <laughs> jump, and, and, and hook shot. Um, but there's special abilities. You accrue energy by defeating enemies and then you can unleash these they're called burst abilities i believe and there's a ton of different versions of them and they're all different like power attacks it might be a burst power uppercut it might be a huge beam that shoots across the screen and you sort of fly backwards um there's one that i used a lot it does a small amount of damage but it hits everything on the screen um Later in the game, one of them is a heal, which I used a lot of as well. So you can you have four slots for those, and uh, you know you can build your own loadout of those. And then there's the paint job, which yeah, if you don't actually go and like talk to the person and and like turn in the chips, they're all they're all uh, hidden. They're all like um, like a strawberry and Celeste. You know, it's like there there's a lot of hidden rooms in this game, and and usually through breakable walls or or you know extra challenging um platforming situations you will find either hidden or rescue people you're rescuing you'll find additional health bars um, additional energy bars or you might find a pallet chip which unlocks the ability to change the paint on your uh on your dude and then the different paint colors i only found a few of them but like the one that i used for the majority of the game is that your jumps, you now do a jumping pirouette and you're basically Mm. punching with your fists. You're jumping with your fists out and spinning and it makes your jumps an attack. And frankly, I, it was arguably overpowered. It changed the entire game for me uh, because now you can just jump into enemies and a lot of projectiles are destroyable with punches. So, if there's a lot of fire on the screen, you can just sort of jump around and knock most of that stuff down with your pirouette punch jumps. I found that the the most fun loadout for me was uh, mostly around upgrading the um, uh, the hook shot. Yeah. Same. So your hook shot is obviously like you know it's it's a fun hook shot. You can use it to swing from ceilings and whatnot. But you can if you hold the button I found down it a little bit. You, I found it a lot harder than other recent yeah. games with a um with a grappling hook. Like we played Grapple Dog. Um, we didn't a little actually while do ago. it for the show, but we, we yeah we yeah, were talking about doing it for the show better than Grapple Dog. I, I really didn't like its grappling hook. Yeah, I I don't know. I maybe what it is is it's firmer so with yeah. with uh with this game you're you have to be really precise with where you're mm-hmm. aiming and it's and it's and it shoots really quick so it's yeah. easy to miss and it's so, pretty short ranged yeah though. 
it, I mean, you, you have, I, I found myself missing a lot of jumps because I misjudged how long the grappling hook was. Yeah. I fell a lot with it. I eventually got pretty good at it, you know, yeah. but like yeah, I fell at first, I had a whole lot of trouble with it too. Yes, we'll yeah, absolutely. I think all of us had a similar experience yeah. early on, but if you upgrade the grappling hook, the main thing you can do are, um, increase its, uh, its attack power and also, um, uh, allow you to grab onto enemies and sort of suck up to them or like zoom up to them with the grappling hook. And I found that like really, really fun as a play style because you can, uh, you know, grappling hook onto an enemy. It does damage to them. And then you zip over to them and do more damage to them when you sort of knock into them. And then they're already stunned. You can, you can hit them a bunch. Yeah. You I mentioned it before the, the, um, this game has a, a big like a weight to it. You are playing mm-hmm. as uh, you look small on the screen, but you're a, you're supposed to be playing as like a giant mech. Or I can't actually tell what the scale of these I things are. I think they're human scaled, uh, but there aren't any actual yeah. humans to yeah. judge it based on. Well, there no, were else. dogs, but you're there. The dogs are like as big as you, but also this is a weird alien plant, and so I don't know if they're giant dogs or if you're small robots. The whole you story play as a microscopic atom-sized <laughs> robot in a tiny world. The uh, the whole story was frankly incomprehensible to me, but that's a whole other subject. Um, but like that, everything plays with plays with this like density to it. Everything feels heavier. The punches feel heavy. The jumps feel heavy. And yeah, like it doesn't usually take a whole lot of punches to kill even. Like the bosses are one thing, but every other enemy, once you get up on them, it's just like, bam, bam, bam. They're kind of stunlocked. You beat the crap out of them and then their skeletons explode and you <laughs> collect all of their bitcoins and their little energy tickets or whatever they are. They look like little like raffle tickets and that uh, represents uh, energy. It's very customizable. Like there is a lot of loadout options and like your play style may differ, but like, I think we, we had some differences between how like I approached the game and how Nate approached the game. I think we, uh, we both had trouble early on. Um, we can talk about that again in a minute, like I said, but, but what really made the game start clicking for me was realizing like Nate had told me early on, like, I think this game really wants you to slow down, take it bit by bit. Um, you know, judge your jumps, be careful, be cautious, uh, watch enemies, learn their patterns, try to avoid damage, etc. And at first I started by playing that way. And I was just absolutely having a miserable time. I was just not doing well at all. And then when I started unlocking some of the stuff about the hook shot and some of these other upgrades, I started playing faster, like more aggressive. Um, and I realized like, okay, really what this game is about, at least for me, the play style I ended up landing on was about closing distance quickly and getting in to be able to do damage quickly before I could take damage, just not, not avoiding damage, but just trying to outrun it, right? Be faster, kill things before they had a chance to kill me. Um, and when I started doing that, I started like getting better with the hook shot, doing more acrobatic moves, like, like moving through levels really fast and fluidly and feeling like I was like moving fast and having fun. And so I think it's a game that has like really supports different play styles, uh, not just through different loadouts, but also just like different headspaces you can be in playing this game. I had a ton of fun moving super fast in this game, but it seems like that's not universal. The, the movement, I don't know if we've specifically mentioned that there is, there's a 
run button in the game, yes. right? And it's one of the triggers. And um, oddly, when I first started playing the game, Nate seems to believe there is a tutorial for this game. I'll believe it when I see it's, it. It's on the, um, it's yeah, on the menu. Yeah. I ignored but it too. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I love, I lo- we love a skip a skippable tutorial. Um, uh, I don't know how skippable this one's on the high end of skippable. Turns out uh, this one should not have been no, skipped is what I think we all learned. I, the, so the first level really felt like a tutorial, right? Uh, it, it, except the first level depends on which one you choose though. You know, no, I, it does drop you into one level before you get oh, to, right, to right, HQ. Yeah. And that's the one I'm talking yeah, about. That one yeah. kind of, it honestly was a really good, like level yeah, one it, like a one it kind one. of forces you into situations where you have to try the different abilities right or at least i thought hey this is while i was playing it i thought this is a great level one you know it i can tell this is the part where i have to figure out what button does the grappling hook i figured that out etc cetera, etc cetera. i made it through that whole level and never figured out that i had a run button and mm. i think i played well into the second level before I realized that one of the buttons on the back of the controller um, makes your character move at like triple speed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, substantially. Fa- it is a Shane, huge I had, boost. I had this. I had almost the identical experience. The only and I didn't actually recognize that there was a run until there was a boss. It might have been the second level that I beat. Um, it might have even been the third, but I think it was the second where uh-huh. the boss has a an attack that was and it was an incredibly powerful attack and i it was unavoidable i could not yeah. get out of the way because it was a, it was a beam that the the robot sort of jumps up and fires a beam and goes fast across the screen but it's super it's like very telegraphed you know it's coming but it's still mm-hmm. so fast that unless you happen to be on one side of the map you were going to get hit uh, and I felt like that can't be how this works. And I finally opened up the control scheme and saw like, oh my God, there's a run. You've got to be kidding me. There's mm, yes. a run button. And as soon as I had the run, I was like, it was trivial, you know, because that's how the game was designed to be used. And I had, so yeah, I didn't know there was a run and yes, there's 100% on the main screen. When you open the game, there's start game and there's tutorial. And I, I, in one way, I appreciate that this game is going for a throwback sort of thing. It wants to be able to just drop you into the game and not have to have like a little guy uh-huh. who's like, did you know you have a hook shot? But also <laughs> I, I, I think that the modern game, like we, the three of us independently ignored the tutorial. And I think that we probably I mean, would have had very <laughs> different right. experiences with this game. Yeah. If we had, if we had played the tutorial, but I don't know. I still haven't played the tutorial. I don't know how yeah, much it would help. The, making the tutorial like completely <laughs> optional is definitely a, um, I mean, it's kind of ballsy on their part. It was uh, a choice. You're a hard game. It's a choice yeah. because yeah. for it, and it, not just, not just a hard game and yes, a very hard game, but this is a game that's inspired by like a whole lineage of like Mega Man games, including like, Ones that I personally have like, I know that the chip system in this is definitely inspired by that kind of system in Mega Man Zero. I know that because I listen to games podcasts about games I've never played. Shout out to our listeners. Um, But um, the but I I didn't connect that dot in my head. Right. So here I am, like stumbling through this game. Like I, I played some of that game tonight. 
tonight, this is probably, I probably played like five plus hours of the game when I realized that some of the chips that I have been buying, like I had not been also equipping. Like they were, (laughs) Uh, that one's on you, man. That's a little more clear. (laughs) But (laughs) the first chip you bought, like I bought, I buy two chips and I'm like, okay, yes, I I got, I bought the one that like reduces enemy damage incoming. And I was like, man, they still pack a punch. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I, 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 I'm really curious how this game plays. If you actually play the tutorial, I think like, yeah, if they want to keep it separate, I, I think it's fine. Like I, I and I, yeah. when I started the game, I was like, that I actually appreciated that. Uh, it was only once I realized there was a bunch of stuff I didn't know how to do. It was like, well, maybe, uh, maybe I should have done that. Or they do something like first time playing, check out the tutorial, just a little nudge. That's all I need. Cause otherwise I'm not, I'm not going in that tutorial. I know how platformers work. I'll figure it out. You know, maybe now I know. Um, but Reagan, I, I wanted to address the thing you, you had said before, like, um, I did play this game. This my my breakthrough that made me get a lot better at this game was recognizing that I needed to slow down, and I did not generally play it as that like aggressive type. I was taking it more plodding. I'm a big dumb slow or a tiny I don't know a, a robot. <laughs> I'm I'm a robot and robot of indeterminate size. Yeah, and I and I punch really hard, and so it kind of made sense to me. R O U S S robots of unknown size. <laughs> yeah. uh, I watched that movie again. I don't believe recently. they exist. It's a it's a great movie. Um, I saw that lot. Our local symphony they do uh, they'll do movies on a screen and then they'll have the symphony uh-huh. play the score underneath it. And we went and watched Princess Bride with oh, that's beautiful uh, with a the symphony doing the score. It was awesome. Anyway, I adore that. Um, uh, they recently did a uh, Princess Bride magic set, and it was done with the utmost uh, care and respect for the I would source material. Less. Beautiful art. Uh, Reagan's ringing his magic bell. Um, no, it was too fast for him. I already ended my 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 rant. By the end of the game, when I was really comfortable with all the mechanics, and I was fully kitted out with a loadout that I really enjoyed, I was definitely like playing it like a Mario level where you're just holding down the run button the mm-hmm, entire time. Um, and that is when the game actually started to swing the other way and start to feel almost trivial to me because my jumps were doing attacks. I was resistant to damage. I could convert energy into health and I just was burning through these levels. Now the bosses yeah. still kind of felt like you needed to learn the patterns a little bit, but uh, I went from losing like I, it would be there's eight levels. I'd probably be spend 15 minutes getting to the boss and then 15 to 20 minutes just learning the boss and mastering it. Mm-hmm. And then the last four bosses until the very the very end boss, which was difficult. I beat them all on my first try. It like it be it became almost trivial. It's like this game has a inverted bell curve difficulty. It starts at its highest. It gets easier and easier and easier and easier until at least for me, the very last boss, like the end game boss. But even that one I got on my like fourth try, I think. And the like the first and second boss, probably 25, 30 tries, you know, before I was able to beat it. 
I think part Nate, of that is just because this has that structure where you can theoretically play these levels in any order. And I think, you know, you're supposed to be able to play them in any order. But it also has a very in-depth upgrade system and a high mm-hmm. skill ceiling. So as you're playing yeah. through, you're getting better, your character's getting more powerful, but all the levels are theoretically on roughly the same level of difficulty. So by the end, I was steamrolling my way through, which I didn't hate. You know, like I don't yeah, I don't it was mind kind of feeling the, competent in a game. I love that. I love overcoming the right. early difficulties, but Nate it's a weird thing. Brought up the kind of wow moments. Uh, there's the this moment in video games there's a kind of a wow moment. It's kind of the breakthrough moment where you have um, sometimes it's that you've leveled up and sometimes it's that your your gameplay has has leveled up and suddenly you've got it and you can make a great deal of progress all at once. And and that's always this such an exciting moment in games. And yeah. the thing that works great here to produce that is that this is a hugely difficult game and it does have that like, sheer vertical cliff of a learning curve uh which apparently i never learned because even in my last moments with the game i was realizing that i had barely uh (laughs) properly done any of the upgrades um but the game has um it's it's incredible level of difficulty but it is not at all punishing because the game has these excellent checkpoints where you have an unlimited number of lives, you can return to the last checkpoint any number of times. Uh, the only thing that starts to urge you to go back to HQ and give up if you're like truly beating your head against the wall, which I, I did have that experience, um, I did, was that as you do the respawn from these checkpoints, uh, you can pay money into the checkpoint to uh, fill up your energy bar right? Instead of starting with no energy and, and getting it from um, little drops from enemies. Yeah. And that scales up strangely fast uh, as you as you do that over and over again. Like it starts off being like 100 bucks, which is almost nothing. And then it's 200, 300, you know, 500, whatever. Yeah. And uh, y- you start going broke. Well, I don't know. I use that feature and I when I finished the game, I had like 60,000 bucks still sitting in my little bank and I was using that thing like every time. Like it it I don't know. I I thought that was a great I really enjoyed it, but I never felt um limited by it like worrying about running out of money. Yeah, um, I felt like I was right on the edge of the breakthrough with the game. I died over and over and over and over again. Yeah. I got my experience with the game was um, I picked a level. It was balls hard. I like carefully made my way jump to jump, checkpoint to checkpoint until I got to the boss and then died probably a hundred times. I had one whole evening play session that was like at least an hour and a half, maybe two hours of trying to beat this boss, um, getting to like the second phase and dying every single time. And uh, and I was like, you know what? The There's the people in the level that you can rescue. I, I'm sure that I, I, I got back there and I was like, okay, I'm just going to try a different level. And that is when it tells you, hey, you, there's an upgrade and progression system. You meet the weird nurse robot who mm-hmm. tells you, hey, you, bring me um, 
bring me the souls of the robots you save or whatever it is. And, um, and also uh, here's like 19 lines of dialogue about like my relationship. All that shit. Dog. With, I skipped every dude, line of dialogue. I came across this game. Hey, can you summarize the story of this game? Oh my God. And the, uh, the stakes. No, us? I can't read these robots all about Nate. It was, Oh man. So I, I, I think that this game is going for a Sunday morning old style cartoon uh-huh. where every character is yelling at each other a hundred percent of the time in full like caps locks, exclamation point, everything is the end of the world and you're the last person who can save it. Um and so y- you you awaken as something called the gravity circuit. But your name is Kai, but you are the gravity circuit, but your name is Kai and <laughs> got it. You got have it. been it's a complicated story already. <laughs> it's a duality, you see, um, and you stumble into a headquarters of other robots who are the what do they call themselves? The Guardian Corps mm-hmm, um, who, who are tasked with protecting this planet that you're on and the problem the inciting in- incident is that uh there is a virus army that is just out there in the mix messing things up you know they're they're like you're missing the deep lore backstory that was in the intro which is <laughs> oh, that dude. you you were part of the guardian Corps, and so were all of the robot uh yeah enemies. all the other robot story, yeah. masters because that's what Mega Man calls them i don't even know what they're called here the well, robot they, masters there are uh, the masters and, who i think are their own thing the masters yeah, and they've all and, been corrupted by the virus <laughs> army presumably and they've all no, oh, well the masters are someone else then so there's the rest of the guardian corps who were your former co-workers on the guardian corps but they've all been corrupted by the virus army and so now you have to go and beat through all the virus army. I'm trying to explain it in a way that makes sense to me because the way it's presented is nearly incomprehensible and this all could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have to go and you have to beat up and destroy your former co-workers uh, who were once, a mem- once members of the Guardian Corps but have become corrupt and want to just wreak havoc in the world. And and they are kind of fun little characters. They all have silly names and themes kind of like the Mega Man, uh, you know, enemies. They'll be like the one themed on like sound like uh, music. Yeah. And like their attack and like the whole level has like speakers and the speakers are your platforming blocks, but they also pump music. And so you can't jump on them when they're pumping music or else you take damage and some of their themes are stronger or weaker than others yeah There's, i really one, liked the like highway the one or mines i was i couldn't really figure out what his deal was what his he's a driller was he's a big drill oh, guy oh i get wait no maybe i'm mixing up the levels there's one with like a d-pad on his head and i'm like is he like the d-pad man like what's his deal <laughs> um he, I, he had spikes i guess and everybody every one of these characters has a history with Kai or gravity circuit and they want to talk about it and they also want to tell you about their opinions and that's on, when you press a yeah man and it it's like every like i think the 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 actual story is fine it's the delivery of it is 
so much. It, it's like every mm-hmm. conversation goes like eight more sentences longer than you need it to. Like even just like them saying bye to each other, it'll be like, like I good luck out there. Thanks. We wouldn't want to lose you at a time like this. I agree. It would be extra bad for the people of the, you know, it's like, it just keeps going and you're just like, shut up. Like I get it. If it was just like, we need you to save the world. You're like, yeah. Then it goes, you'd be like, hell yeah, I'm here to save the world. But instead it's over and over. And yeah, I, I found myself, there was a little while where I was reading it out loud to, uh, to, to Molly and, and, and my daughter. And it was just like, so stupid. Um, Yeah. Like all I need from these characters is like, want to buy some upgrades? Yeah. Three more robots to go. Like Hollow Knight really did this right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities between this and Hollow Knight. If you're a, you're a little platformy guy who can collect chips to upgrade. But, uh, in that one, they managed to pack a lot of character into almost zero words and and this yeah it feels kind of the opposite they needed it they needed an editor it made me think a lot of gunbrella this was not as bad as gunbrella but that's no, a, a, no. a a platformer we did recently that had way too much dialogue um too much story too much ever, all of it um this was close to that to me the good thing about this is that you could click through it really quickly and it was all like short send like gunbrella was like dropping paragraphs on you mm-hmm. this is like old school cartoon style where your character takes up half the screen and you have a big dialogue box and like it all looks really good it's just it was way too much everybody had way too much to say yeah Uh, and it only gets weirder (laughs) and worse like the the end of the game you know no i don't want to spoil it for you guys uh but not everything is what it seems and there's a there's a whole thing with a whole new set of characters and just i'm just like why just let me jump around and punch that's what i want to do in this game just let me run around and punch you know what i always want when i'm playing um a jump and punch is i want to be shocked when the good guys turn out to be bad and the bad guys turned out to be good (laughs) i i really need that emotional yeah. you're not that far from what what happens at, uh, <laughs> no. as the game develops no, I, I, because, I, because i i have played these things before i i know <laughs> yeah. what happens in this sort of thing <laughs> it, it's truly i i mean i was dying laughing at just how much all these guys had to say to each other and and like there were so many your 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 character literally responds with just an ellipses a ton just dot 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 it was like every time it would cut over to my character whose response was literally nothing. And I had to press a, to go to the next line of dialogue. It's like, why was that in there? Can, can we talk for just a brief moment about Gen Z's opinion on the ellipsis? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I feel you don't like, know about this. Is that, okay. Is that, no, I don't know about this. We're all old on this podcast. We're, Shane. we're, we're all old. Yes. Uh, we are, uh, the eldest of the elder millennials. And um, to us, an ellipsis just means uh, a pause or a, a sentence that sort of trails off because it's, it's already, you know, outstate its welcome. But um, young people think it means that you are very mad. Hmm. Like that you are real mad at them. 
And uh, I just I just want to warn people before they uh, do that in their business communiques. Mm, okay, with, uh, with young a, folk. This is a PSA. This is a PSA. Well, there's a ton of them in this game. Uh, I did. It, I did notice that he, yeah, he definitely he really said, likes to just sort of. I think maybe this is a al- lot aligned with the Gen Z approach uh, to that. He's just sort of glowering from his side of the dialogue box. I like to imagine that Z- Gen Z is playing like Link to the Past and imagining that Link is constantly seething. <laughs> May, I will, if I were Link, I would be constantly seething. I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> nope. <laughs> do you see oh. how many things he has to lift? Dude, he like... That's why he's constantly what, breaking shit in people's houses. What a day. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. Let me live. I don't want to deal with. I gotta go inside this giant tree. <laughs> this sucks. Do Do we have anything else to say about uh, <laughs> about Gravity Circuit? I, I guess I gotta just the like the wrap up for me on this would just be: don't let yourself bounce off this within the first thirty to forty five minutes. Like I bounced off this really hard early, yeah. early on. Play the tutorial. I don't know if the tutorial was the issue. I probably I was think there was just some some element of the movement in this game that I needed to internalize. It's hard to 100% put my finger on. But like once I did, it was a breeze. It's a very short game. It's like like yeah. I think altogether maybe like 6 hours max for for going to be for most people. Um yeah. but like early on I was like this is hopeless. Yeah. Like something is wrong. This game is bad. I hate you. I hate myself. Die. And then immediately, like, some something clicked. Something clicked about the movement in this game. And suddenly, I was having an absolute blast. So, like, so, like if you think you're bouncing off this game, like, maybe give it another, like, half hour. That's, that's yeah. all it probably needs. Yeah. So, hard platformers are something that I consider to be, like, a thing that I both like and am good at. Like, I... Basically, 100%ed Hollow Knight. I've basically 100%ed Celeste. Some of the very end seaside stuff on Celeste is like, I don't know how you don't how you do it without. Like, I mean, that's really assist. unreasonable. No yeah, one, no but one like actually 100% that. that yeah, that's, but like uh, that's my that's my stuff. Like I will I will beat my head against these things because I I do truly love it and and I think that they're fun and with all that said, I also felt in the first half hour even to an hour i was thinking this game is bad this is not me this is bad i think part of it was that i skipped the tutorial i think another part of it was (laughs) that i was also playing super mario wonder sort of in between all of this too which mario has the most iconic predictable movement set of all time partly just because it's you know kind of the thing that established the whole universe but like you know exactly how mario jumps uh, in this game, it's it's totally different. It's so much heavier. Um, and so once it clicked for me, I think that this game has legitimately excellent level design and legitimately fun and interesting platforming. I think ultimately the bosses are my least favorite part of the game, um, but they're still they can be fun and they can't. And if you like that sort of thing. I think, you know, they're 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 not a bad part of the game, but the actual like the map and exploring it and getting good at it was legitimately fun. And I I do ultimately highly recommend this game, but I I think, you know, go in ready to 
ready to struggle a little bit. Yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, uh, this game is out there on uh, on Steam and various platforms. I actually didn't look up ahead of time. Let's see. It's on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4 and 5, uh, and uh, Windows via Steam. I don't think it's on Xbox. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I played it on Steam Deck, which was perfect. But uh, yes. I think on a big screen, like we, we, we definitely talked about how this game looks a little bit, but like it's a really pretty game. I really think they did a great job with the with the visuals of it. And mm-hmm. there's lots of little fun details too. Um there's a lot of lava in this game like any good platformer. There's a lot of lava. I loved how the platformer the platforms that went in and out of the lava, they'd come out covered in lava and the lava would sort of drip away as they moved away and like little things like that that they don't need to do, but enough of that adds up. Can I do uh, Reagan's pixel peeping pedantry corner for a second? <laughs> I, what do you really expect us to say no to that, Reagan? It, so you said that this game looks good on the Steam Deck, and my first response when I first installed this and booted up on the Steam Deck was, "Oh, the pixels are wrong." Um, oh God. This game has uh, a weird resolution. I'm not actually sure. Like, it's obviously it's like it's like super crisp, super nice pixel art. I don't know what its internal resolution is, but it didn't scale up cleanly to the mm. 720p ish screen of the Steam Deck. Um, so I had to, but fortunately, the game has numerous. Uh, so, like when I was running it normally on, you know, without any changing to the settings, like lots of stuff had sort of like uneven scales like you know text was really obviously wonky so there were things like letters like some strokes and the letters had two pixels some had four that kind of thing um but it like extended through like sometimes giving a weird shimmer to some of the stuff as it moved like the 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 pixel scaling was not ideal um but fortunately this game has a ton of options in the menus about how the game handles scaling so obviously it can do like windowed or or like borderless window or full screen modes and then you have i don't have it in front of me but there were a number of different scaling options you could do like 1x 2x 3x etc of its internal resolution to scale up um uh, obviously the Steam Deck has some options as well, like whether you're doing like integer scales and so on. What I ended up landing on was doing like uh, like a 2x integer scale of its original pixel aspect ratio and then doing a uh, having a little black bar around the edges on the Steam Deck, mm. um, which gave me like clean lines and that looked really sharp. It looks incredible if it's properly scaled. So if the pixel art looks a little wonky to you, um, especially text, but really anything with like fine lines or parallel lines looking funny, uh, then uh, double check those settings, maybe wonk with them a little bit because you can get it, you can get it dialed in and it looks very nice. Um, but if you're, yeah. And if you're playing on something like a 4k TV, like this will probably scale up automatically and look fine. But on something like the steam deck, like it's, it's basically a 720p screen. You really notice if you've got like uneven scaling, you really notice my boy, um, <laughs> yeah. listeners, yeah, I mean, no one else noticed. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just never have that level of attention to detail and I, and I love that you do Reagan. Um, but like for me, I don't know. I bet I noticed some of that stuff and just thought, well, that's how that looks. <laughs> Not like, oh, I bet this could be better. It uh, is nice. It has the settings for that. Yeah. Yeah. So before we wrap up, uh, let's do a little bit of what's making us happy this week. And uh, let's start with Nate. Nate, what's making you happy this week? Yeah. So I'm always cautious to to like put these sorts of things out when I'm just getting into it. Um, but I think I've gone far enough now to at least talk about it a little bit. Um, 
I have me and Molly and a, and a few of our friends have decided to try and learn another language. It's something that I've never done ever in my entire life. My wife, Molly, is fluent in another language already, and she wanted to learn a third. And I thought, sure, I'll go along with it. And we've been doing uh, the Duolingo app. You know, I'm sure you've all heard of it. One of the biggest apps in the universe. And uh, I've been learning Spanish for the last hmm. month. And it's going pretty well. Um, but what I the the app is actually really well designed and it's been kind of fun. I wasn't I didn't really know what to to expect. And the thing that has stood out to me is that the like gamification of stuff has been such a buzzword thing in everything that we do nowadays. How can you gamify it? How can you gamify it? And that stuff usually drives me crazy, especially if it's like a work context. Like I don't need to gamify work like it can just be work right um but uh this app has a ton of gamification stuff for learning the language and i don't think i would be doing it on my own i don't think i would care about any of the gamification stuff but doing it with my friends it, i've actually have gotten really into it and there's like little leaderboards and things like that and it's been a lot of fun and i have learned about one month's amount of learning Spanish, working on it every single day for the last month. I'm not going to do any of it on the show. Don't, don't make me. Um, but it's been really fun. It's something I, like I did I, like most people in the United States, I did like a little bit of a language thing in high school. Um, but that's it. And so like actually earnestly trying to tackle learning a new language, uh, in my advanced age, as you, as you would call it, Shane, um, uh, so advanced yeah i uh i don't know i found it's been very very interesting and i don't know you know what my end goal on this is i'm not anticipating like fluency or anything like that but like i've always felt like I, it would be you know it's such a prevalent language here in the united states i wish i could interact with spanish more and um, come on down to texas man i know well and like i love a lot of um spanish you know movies and shows and stuff like that and i just would love to be able to uh, just to be able to hear it how it's supposed to be heard a little bit more than i do now you know so so yeah it's been a lot of fun again who knows how long i'll stick with it but as of right now one month in i'm really enjoying it and uh i'm i'm hopeful that uh to stick with it that's really cool i you know i haven't attempted that in a long time i took a lot of spanish in high school and college um, yeah. And so I've got a lot of vocabulary, but I'm terrible with grammar. So I can I can like understand slowly spoken or written Spanish kinda mm -hmm. in many contexts, but not well enough to be useful in conversation at all. So yeah, yeah. Someday I should really do the same and try and get over that hump and like actually use it. I mean, you know, I I, I feel weird shilling for like um, one of the biggest apps. Like, you know, you see these ads for this thing all over the place too. So they don't need me telling you to go do it. But I've been surprised at like the way they teach it to you, the way they sort of bring it in and and like reinforce the the concepts and whatnot has been working for me. And I legitimately feel like I have a better grasp of how the language works than I ever have. You know, after Absolutely. after one month of it, I I mean, I can barely still do any of it, but like I've met, I I've noticed a significant improvement. Well, honestly, one of my main goals of this whole thing is I want to be able to watch 
the Spanish broadcast of baseball. I love, I watch a lot of baseball. I love baseball and most of the broadcasts are boring as hell. And then you flip over to the Spanish broadcast and they're having the time of their lives a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> they're standing, they're screaming, they're just having so much more fun watching the game than than at least my perception of it than like the English speaking broadcast. And so I want to be able to watch the broadcast in Spanish and understand it. So I think that's like I guess that's my like long term goal for this is to be able to engage with that. That is a great goal. That's a really <laughs> good goal. <laughs> Love that. Love that for you. Uh, I, I have a what's making me happy. Like the thing you said at the top, like I haven't been doing this long enough to be sure. Uh, I feel a little bit of that here as well. Um, but I have started playing a longer game, a game that I'm really into so far. And I want to recommend mostly because I want people to talk about it with. <laughs> um, I mentioned this a little on the Discord. I started playing Void Stranger. Uh, which is a game by a developer called um, oh, um, System Erasure. I played a game of theirs previously called Zero Ranger. They came out like 2018. Um, their kind of deal between these two games is, you know that thing about, I guess like some games like Undertale where they like have a lot of like uh, surprising twists to their gameplay and storytelling and like a little bit of third wall breaking and, you know, hidden stuff, hidden characters, hidden endings, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, these games are dripping in that zero ranger was very good. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a like shoot em up like a top down traditional arcade shoot em up, but it tells a really interesting complex story kind of in the margins of this shooter. And I really, really liked it, but I was really bad at the shooter stuff. And so I didn't get as far into it as I would have liked. So a lot of the like secrets and surprises were kind of, kind of gated on being good at the shooter. So I was kind of excited when their, their, their most recent game, which came out in September void stranger, um, not a genre that I'm typically super drawn to, but also not one that relies on execution uh, Void Stranger is a Sokoban game, meaning mm. like it's a uh, it's a almost Game Boy graphics styled black and white game where you play as a little tiny guy who can only move on a grid and uh, each level or layer of this sort of massive tower that you're making your way down through is a kind of a puzzle where you have to either push blocks around in traditional Sokoban style or the main puzzle mechanic is you have a wand that can slurp up a floor tile leaving a hole and then sort of slurp it back out somewhere else so you Love can move the floor tiles around one at a time um but it has like very tight constraints so for example like you cannot in this uh turn your which direction you're facing without also moving so there's a lot of like having mm. to carefully plan out your moves because you can end up like facing a corner and screwed uh that kind of thing um so each floor is potentially quite a difficult puzzle. And also, if you're not paying close attention uh, or you know, if you get yourself into an unrecoverable situation or you happen to accidentally fall off of an edge, which is very possible, um, you can lose a life and, uh, and screw yourself up that way. All that was like, okay, that's 
Interesting that this developer that I know does good work is doing a Sokoban, maybe not the most inspired genre of all time. Um, I've played a lot of Sokobans before, but like Zero Ranger, this is trying to tell uh, a f- surprising and interesting story kind of in the margins of the Sokoban. So it starts with you are a lone adventurer, a sort of short-haired woman in a gray outfit who leaps into a hole in the ground to begin sort of descending through this tower or inverse tower hole, whatever you want to call it, dungeon. Um, and, uh, and you know, like, why is this character here? Well, you know, you will find that out. Uh, I won't spoil anything here, but um, I haven't gotten nearly through it yet. Um, how long to beat says this game is 24 hours for a main story and 30 sorry up to 51 hours for completionist i know from things i've read online that it expects you to go through the game multiple times but you unlock new abilities to make that faster and easier to do um i, I will spoil just one tiny thing just to give you a, like a, a slight flavor of the weirdness here just to to tell you so um the most exciting thing that just happened to me was I found a secret room mm. uh, through a very cool means, one that I was like very, very proud to have discovered. And once I got into that secret room, I was trapped until I, until I figured out a way to open a chest and got a mystical cube that lets me talk to rocks. And some of the rocks have <laughs> useful hints, and some of the rocks are just really fucking mad to be rocks. Yeah, and I was like, "This whips, man! <laughs> like, this is this is really awesome." Um, and like, I, I can't wait to see more of the sort of secrets this game has. So, um, if that sounds interesting to you, Void Stranger is on Steam. I think it's also on Switch, but I don't a hundred percent know that for sure. Um, and uh, it is about fifteen bucks, I think, and. It, it's the sort of game that I think a lot of people will skip because it looks boring. It, it looks like a yeah. Game Boy styled game in a boring genre or a game that a genre that I think a lot of people find kind of boring. Um, but this is not. It's not boring. Here's a headline from PC Gamer. A seemingly innocent puzzle game is hiding what might be the most subversive fourth wall breaking adventure since Undertale. Cool. Yeah. I I haven't gotten far enough to co-sign that, but yeah, that's that's what it seems like I'm on the verge of. So uh, I'm really really liking it a lot. Shane, what's making you happy awesome. this week? Uh, I I have two small things uh, this week. One is a gaming thing, and the other one is not. Um, I'll start with the gaming thing. Uh, I don't know if listeners remember in our holiday season that Reagan was saying he had bought a I don't even know the name of this thing. I just call it a Game Boy. I am now I am now the adult that just calls every handheld thing a Game Boy. Uh, but he bought it for my son. And uh, what was it, Reagan? Oh, uh, Pow Kitty RS ninety years. Oh, what, what, I forget what model well, it is. I'll, I'll it pull it up. Hang on, Pow Kitty. So on on this device, um, as as RGB I think twenty S is what thank it you. Is. As I think he he said on a previous podcast, he really put a lot of effort into setting up this handheld machine um, to you know it's an emulator, a handheld game emulator um, with a very well chosen selection of games. And my son has played uh, a little bit of a lot of different ones, um, but um, he my kid is six and he, he has already had like the full on Pokemon craze. He watched 
on Netflix every single episode of Pokemon. Um, you know, the ones that I used to run home from school and hit play on the VCR because I had it set to automatically tape them while I was um, riding home on the bus and I would jump off. Hell so yeah, we did. Yes. And um, yeah, programming a VCR is something I'm very glad he will be spared from in his lifetime. Um, but I'm glad we're now connecting over the Pokemons. Um, so I, I didn't really know which one to start him on. I it's been a long time since I even really thought about that. Uh, but he ended up starting uh, by himself Pokemon Emerald on there, which is one of the Pokemon games that I never played. Um, and uh, seeing him really suddenly get super into it, it was really it was really great because um, so he's enough into Pokemon through like Pokemon media that when his grandmother and mom took him to build a bear, um, he gravitated immediately to mudkip right nice loves Classic. this child loves a mudkip and yeah. Don't uh, we all love a mudkip yeah well he 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 was initially I, mudkip i think is a, an axolotl based creature and uh minecraft really rose the prominence of this mm. obscure um you know mexican salamander relative uh in the collective children's consciousness uh, over the past few years, I don't know if you're aware of the prominence of axolotls in Minecraft no, these days. But um, so, yeah, the mudkip is a is I was axolotly enough to get his attention. And now he is um, kind of making his way through Pokemon Emerald. And it's really nice to see him able to follow a game of that complexity like He's he is doing a lot of the same things I did at that age, like kind of grinding um, by killing every single Houndoom or whatever on Route 101, um, killing every single bird and dog that he can find in the tall grass um, uh, until he's oh, way no, over leveled. Your son, son needs therapy. As you say, this is in the game, right? Or yes, this is in the well, okay. no, this is well, we 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 also on the way to and from school each day. Um, try and find any small animals that we can attack. Um, So that's been really lovely. So first off, thanks again, uncle Reagan um, on that one. Uh, We're having a lot of fun with that. Um, And, but like I said, I have two things going on. Um, And my second thing that is making me happy is I, uh, I have a new love in my life and it is the Uniball one (laughs) P. This is a pen made by Uniball. Um, so nice. the story here is that um, a couple of years ago, um, this is really just becoming something I'm aware of now, but God, I'm I'm so far behind pen culture. Uh, a couple of years ago, Uniball came out with the Uniball 1, and then slightly later, the even better Uniball 1P. What makes these pens really, really unique is, um, first off, they have a really special gel ink. I don't know how you guys feel about gel ink pens in general. I've always liked gel ink pens, but, um, the ink isn't always the best. The, the ink in the Uniball one series is Vanta black. It is Mm. pure, totally black. Yeah. Like if you, if you zigzag scribble scratch, you're creating a hole into another dimension with this Mm -hmm. pen when you, when you (laughs) scribble, um, and 
the they also all feature a really nice you can hear this that's the metal clip i am a sucker for a really secure pen clip because i am exactly the kind of nerd who likes to put a pen into the pocket on his shirt and have it stay exactly where i put it so um and you don't need a prop pocket protector with the uniball 1p uh, because that gel ink only goes exactly where you put it uh, but anyway the 1p is the better model. It's the one I think you should look out for because the one P is a fat boy. Um, the Uniball one is a regular, I'm, I'm holding it here for the people watching on camera. It's a regular size and shape pen for the most part. Um, the one P is a real chunky boy. Um, it's about twice as big around and very short. Um, and I have found that to be just really nice and really good to hold. And um, so listeners, if you are in the market for a $7 pen, uh, you can do no worse. You can do no better. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think short and fat would be a way I would cents. want a pen to be described, but you might I be guess. surprised. You might yeah, be surprised. I'm, have I, you I'm tried one? My problem is that I have such bad handwriting that mm-hmm. any amount of um pooling and 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 sort of blurring or anything like that uh or where i may drape my hand across it and like smear everything i just wrote shane's giving some sort of live demonstration oh wow it goes on dry folks no smearing at all look at that and yeah i think i can see the underdark through that the little circle you just drew on your on your pen on your on your notepad there Gaze All right, add it to cart. Uh, I'm going to buy myself a. I know. Lilac. I'm sitting here too. I uh, I've been actually. Nice. I've been trying to do that more at work. Is I, I have a notebook and everything. I've been trying to be more of a pen and paper guy because I just create Google Docs and forget about them. So I'm like, if I write it down in front of me, I won't forget. Especially because handwriting is such an effort for me. So uh, I do like a good pen. I like a gel pen, Shane. So you're uh, you may have convinced me. I might only use this once every two weeks to write a check to my lawn guy, but I'm going to buy it. <laughs> and I, I know wow. you'll, every it's time you write that check, with a lawn free, guy, you'll know where checks. the extra $6 that you spent went. So, yeah, wow. I mean, I only write checks at the grocery store. So, you know, I will see how often I use it. My grandmother used to um, write. She, she famously one time forgot her checkbook to the grocery store, made her own check by on a piece of brown paper from a grocery store bag and they took it what is it like 1912 and they're like yeah just take that down to the bank and they'll know my name how did this was, you know it was like no later than the 80s did yeah. she have an account like yeah that's i love that uh, she <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> all right well, that's, on that note, have a great have a great weekend, <laughs> listeners. Um, take it easy. Yeah, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Short Game. You can find our show on the internet at shortgame.fm. That's the website where you can find all the links and buttons to all the places where our podcast is, uh, including all the various podcast platforms. Leave a review if you can, as well as Patreon. Uh, I know we said this at the top of the show, but successful podcasts say it twice. We uh, we have a Patreon. All of our patrons, could be you, 
uh, get a couple of nice little benefits. One is that you get episodes a little early. As soon as I edit them, I stick them on the Patreon feed. All those suckers have to wait for Monday morning. Nerds. Uh, but you get it as soon as I finish editing it, which might be Friday, might be Sunday night, <laughs> might be Monday morning. But but <laughs> so, most often they're a little early and sometimes people like that. I know it's not a huge deal, but hey, it's a thing. And then also you get access to the, sh- the show's Discord community. Uh, which is where we talk about the show. It's where we plan episodes. It's where we get most of the suggestions for this game, for the, this show. Uh, this episode would not have happened without our our Discord patrons yeah. who suggested this game and then followed up and reminded us that we should check this out again, which was a super helpful thing that they sometimes do. Um, and again, our, our, su- our super awesome patrons don't just recommend games to us, uh, we have a great community of people who play a wide variety of things and recommend games to each other as well. So it's a great place to come and say, hey, yeah. I played this cool thing. It's also a great place to just keep up to date on the cool little games that are likely to fall through the cracks and you may not know about. It's, I, it's been a really great. I uh, love that our our community has gotten big enough to where like there are just full on days of conversations between people and it does not involve any of us. And I just love it. There's just a full little community we've got going, talking about games and other random stuff, too. So I love dive bombing and disrupting those conversations with, uh, <laughs> by interjecting stuff that really doesn't even belong on Discord. Keep that shit to yourself, Shane. And uh, I uh, let's see. You could also find me on the Internet at Reagan.me. That's R-A-Y-G-A-N dot me, which is my tiny little website mostly has links to my various socials. If you want to find me anywhere, you can find me there. Uh, and let's see. Uh, Nate, where can people find you? On social media at Nate STL, but also Reagan, I want to throw out there: by the time this episode comes out, uh, we will now be on YouTube as yes. well. So I know um, YouTube is becoming more and more a place where people go to listen to their podcasts, and we are in the process of getting our entire entire catalog uh, up on YouTube, and so it'll all be there. Now we will be since we are small. And our name is also the same thing that is uh, a golf term. You have to mm-hmm. really be specific with your searches. But um, a if you're, short game podcast. Yeah. So but if you're if you're a YouTube person, um, check it out. You know, We're like flailing because Google is shutting down or maybe already has shut down their podcast app. This mm-hmm. this is such a strange strategy of 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 Google. They're like, I mean, they shut down everything, but they shut down their podcast thing. And their solution to this for their users seems to be ah, uh, most of that stuff's on YouTube anyway. Yeah. I'm like, OK, but well, hey, that's if that's where they're now, is, too. Yeah. And I know a lot of people listen on YouTube. So, um, yeah, check it out. And, you know, what do they say? Smash that like button and that subscribe button. Ring that bell. Do a yeah. thing in the comments. Yeah, it's going to be automatic. Uh, it's going to be audio only on YouTube. They'll basically just be little videos with a show art. That's the sort of standard thing uh, that we can do very easily. And uh, But we will be uh, seeing stuff like the comments. I, I think we'll try and get in there and uh, respond to questions and comments. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe you will. <laughs> I'm joking. I will, of course. Um, but if you uh, if you want to find us there, we are there, um, and uh, on all the other platforms as well. I need to add, remind me, Nate. I need to add a link to our YouTube to our, our mm-hmm. show page. Uh, and let's see, uh, Shane, where can people find you? You can find me on Mastodon at Shane at Bird Rodeo. 
And uh, you can find me on threads at 8BitShane. And listeners, thank you once again for joining us on this episode of The Short Game. 